Hello and welcome to Safe Travels. I'm your host, Damian. The Safe Travels podcast is about finding expert advice so you can enjoy worry-free travel. Many travelers are concerned right now about losing their reward points from various programs while they are waiting for the coronavirus shutdown to end. They're not sure about their balances, they're not sure about expiring points, and they basically want to make sure that they have these points and rewards to use when they can start traveling again. So that's what we will talk about today. We'll be joined by Jamie Larunis, who writes for UpgradedPoints.com. Jamie will talk about what the different rewards programs are doing as far as expiring points, helping travelers preserve them, and basically just putting everybody at ease about it. At the end of the show, he does offer some tips, mistakes to avoid, and myths that he can dispel. Show notes will be available. You can visit our Twitter handle at SafeTravelsFM for links to all of that. My apologies in advance for the sound quality. We had some connection issues, so Jamie's side of the conversation sounds a little off. But it's a short interview, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of it. Please enjoy this discussion with Jamie Larunas from UpgradedPoints.com. Jamie, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. If you don't mind, could you give a short overview of who you are, what you do, and your area of expertise? Yeah. So my name is Jamie. I'm a travel industry analyst with UpgradedPoints.com. I've been in the miles, points, loyalty space now for about 10 years, working on different projects in that arena, whether it be honoring loyalty programs, whether it be teaching consumers, whether it be working with professionals in the industry or, or writing about those topics and dealing with specifically frequent flyer miles, credit card rewards, hotel points, and those type of things. And how did you get started in this? Were you already an enthusiast in points and rewards programs? Yeah, definitely. So I was an enthusiast way back when, and of course still am, dealing with, you know, kind of how to travel for free, although nothing is really free anymore, but certainly greatly reducing the cost of travel and kind of got hooked from there and, and brought in on the professional side. Well, thanks for joining today. The main topic that I wanted to talk about and get some of your insights is in regards to coronavirus shutdown, a lot of travel shutdown right now, and a lot of flyers that are enthusiasts of point programs and they have large rewards balances. They're concerned about losing those points as travel is shut down and they're not really doing anything. What's the gist of how they can make sure that they're not going to lose those rewards while they're waiting for things to be eased up and lifted? So most programs, you have no fear of losing your points, of losing your rewards. And in fact, most programs within the United States have either extended the expiration of awards, have extended elite status, have extended point expirations, etc. So you really have no concern over expirations, at least here domestically in the United States. And certainly there shouldn't be a fear that any airline is going to go under or anything to that effect where you might lose your points because of that. While the industry is very volatile right now, there is a path to recovery and, and that path has actually already started, not just due to government funding uh, and other aid packages, but actually due to demand starting to improve as well. So there really shouldn't be a fear from consumers that those points are going to go away simply because of uh, the period that we're going through right now. So you mentioned most are changing some other policies just temporarily to try to preserve points and, and ease people's concerns. Are any programs doing that better than others? So interestingly, the way the industry tends to work is that one airline sort of falls, if you will, and then the rest of the airlines follow suit. So there really is no true leader in this space. While Delta was the first to sort of make the announcement, American United, Alaska have followed suit with that. So I really wouldn't say that there's an outlier other than the first domino to fall, but all of them have really done the same policies and procedures. And that's that's very much so on purpose. While each of them have 
have their different nuances and different benefits. Practically speaking, most of the adjustments and extensions are the same. And no airline really wants to risk being better than another airline in that regard because they don't want to have the cash outlay and the expenditures beyond that when everyone else is just doing one thing. So if you're kind of equal to everyone else, you know, you really don't risk putting too much effort out there, too much cash. Uh, and then, of course, the risks that come with that as well. Right. And is it the same with hotel programs, all sorts of different travel programs? Is it fairly similar? It is, yeah. So most of the hotel programs have extended their elite status, have extended their point expirations and extended certificates, whether it be free nights or whether it be suite upgrades and that type of thing. Most of that has been extended. I would say, particularly on the hotel side, Hyatt has done an extraordinary job of extending those items, particularly suite upgrades and status extensions and, and free nights, they have done a really generous policy where most of these certificates and whatnot are not expiring until well into next year. And so while some programs are extending things by six months, eight months, a lot of what they've done is gone ahead and, and pushed things out well into next year, which is super generous. So their, their policies and procedures generally follow other hotels, but I think they have a little bit of a, a cherry on top with you know, the generosity and how far they're extending things. Yes, it sounds like instead of doing a bare minimum of, of just preserving and extending things, they're trying to lean into it and, and actually take things onto the positive side for rewards members. It is, yep. And and really, there's not a ton of risk. I mean, people have free night certificates. And so if you let those expire now or let those expire in the short term when travelers aren't going to travel, you'll end up just annoying those travelers and where they won't see the value in those certificates. And a lot of what drives these decisions are co-brand credit cards. So so for example, the Hyatt co-brand credit card through Chase comes with a free night certificate. And so when you start to affect consumers where they can't use that certificate, they then look at the credit card negatively. And there's a risk, of course, of cancellation, a risk that folks might not spend on that credit card, so on and so forth. So things have much broader financial impacts than just the specific giving away of a free night. There's always a lot more to the story that the average consumer doesn't see. So on top of the extension that these companies are doing on their policies, what else should travelers watch for? It seems like a lot of the programs are being extended, but that those might be temporary. So is there something that travelers should watch for as far as those policies going back to where they normally were? Will they be contacted by the various suppliers? Yeah, so airlines and hotels have done a really good job about communicating those extensions. You know, as far as things going back to the way they were, I think we can probably anticipate the 2021 year, lead status year, program year, whatever you want to call it, to be back to normal. I think this is really just a one-time sort of courtesy extension. And in reality, the industry expects this demand to at least pick up, if not return by the very end of fall, winter into 2021. So 2021, there should be sort of quote unquote, you know, no excuse why you can't use your points, can't use your elite status, etc. And that'll probably be our first normal year coming out of the crisis. Well, it sounds like in general, people are pretty well protected in the time being and they don't have much to worry about. So that's great. Thanks for that insight. Yep. I'd love to move away from coronavirus. Honestly, with points and rewards, it's something that's always overwhelmed me. I start to look into it a little bit and try to make decisions on different cards to get. And I get a bit overwhelmed. I'd love it if you can provide some essential tips for maximizing points. Is there a general direction that you can point somebody like me who gets a bit overwhelmed? Yep. So 
it is a really complicated industry. And actually, you know, to kind of use the term that the New York Times they used several months ago in an article that I was in, you need a PhD to interpret the world of miles and points and loyalty programs. So it's no joke. This is certainly a complicated thing. My tips for people on a very basic level are to pick a destination, pick a trip that you want to travel to or travel on or a particular routing, whatever it might be, pick that aspirational travel and sort of work backwards. So if you want to travel to Honolulu, okay, great. What hotels are in that area? What hotels accept miles and points? What currencies do I need? What airlines fly there? How do I want to fly there? And so you sort of work backwards from there. It still really doesn't make things any less complicated necessarily, but it narrows it down where you can start to exclude different airlines that don't fly there, exclude different hotel programs that don't operate there, and sort of narrow things down to a point where it does become a little bit more manageable. I've always told folks to there's sort of two schools of thoughts. So, you know, if you can try to consolidate your points into one program, you do risk, of course, that that program over time will devalue itself or the airline starts to say, okay, well, we're going to, you know, equate the value of these points to the value of a flight, or they're going to require more points for a certain flight, et cetera. But when you accumulate more points within a particular airline or within a particular hotel, it, of course, gives you that additional flexibility and that quantity of points to make the decisions of what flights you're going to take and what hotel nights you're going to stay in. So it makes things a little bit easier when you sort of have all your eggs in one basket, so to speak. On the flip side, there are a lot of points that are transferable, which give you flexibility to transfer them into whatever currency you want it to go into. So whether it be Marriott Bonvoy points, where those can be transferred to any number of different airlines or Amex membership rewards or Chase Ultimate rewards, those points you can use whether it's on British Airways, whether it's on, let's say, Qantas, if you have uh, city points or, or Singapore miles, whatever it might be, you can transfer those out as necessary, depending on the award availability, depending on where you want to go. So it makes things a little bit easier because you're not locked into a particular airline or a particular alliance. So those are kind of my you know, brief tips for a beginner getting started into how to use those points. And what are the common mistakes that you see travelers make when they're trying to take advantage of points cards and rewards? Common mistakes are hoarding points. Points don't necessarily get better over time like a fine wine. They tend to devalue. You have to remember that this is a business for airlines and hotels and other companies, and they're going to make business decisions that are financially sound for them. So whether that means restricting award availability, whether that means equating the points and miles to the cash rate of that particular night or the cash rate of that particular flight, hoarding those points doesn't make things any better. It's not going to accrue interest or anything like that. My recommendation for folks is to accumulate those points and then spend them over time, spend them as you have them, don't necessarily hoard them. Now, is that to say that I don't have, you know, thousands of points sitting in the bank right now? I, of course, do. And, and you know, it's next to impossible, especially this time of year, to use all of those points at once. But you certainly shouldn't have this goal of a trip in, you know, five years and you're going to accumulate all of these points and they're just going to sit there because overnight those points almost could be lost depending on how the program uh, adjusts itself. So that's probably the biggest mistake that, that one might make is really assuming that points are like money in a bank where it's just going to accrue interest and it's not going to go away. It's almost the opposite. 
And what are the biggest misconceptions or assumptions that people make about the points game that you can help dispel? Yeah, I think the the common misconception is that it's complicated to the point where it's not worth it. It's almost always worth it because you have to remember that especially when you redeem points and miles for premium cabin tickets, you know, the price of those tickets are let's say five thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars in many cases. And so you're doing a little bit of effort, whether that be hours accumulating those miles and points, whether it be adjusting your spend to a particular credit card, whether it be research, whatever it might be you have to remember what the end goal is. And that's something that's far more valuable than the time that you're going to put in. So that's one of the things that I try to tell folks is that, you know, just remember that while it may be complicated, there is sort of a light at the end of the tunnel and to not get discouraged along the way. It will be beneficial, especially if you're looking at premium cabin redemptions. Now, if you're looking at, you know, coach, if you're looking at very budget-minded hotels, certainly that's a different story, but I think most folks want to get the maximum value to pay for things they otherwise wouldn't have cash for. Most of us have cash to buy an economy class ticket. Most of us have cash to stay in a lower end hotel. What we don't have the cash for is those $20,000 first class flights to Australia or those, you know, business class suites with doors, right? Most of us don't have that disposable cash. And then that's where those miles and points really come in for that full value and full effect. I think this is very helpful, both on the coronavirus side for people worried about losing their points and then some great general advice for people that are a bit newer to it, such as myself. So I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anytime. Jamie, where's the best place that people can find you online? Where should we point them to? So I write primarily right now for upgradedpoints.com and you'll find some regular reviews and analytical posts and comprehensive guides there. So if you're looking for a good place to start, you know, that that's probably the number one place because it's a lot of how-to articles. And you can also follow me personally on social media at The Forward Cabin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the usual places. And I regularly post news and tricks and tips and short stories there for folks to see. That's great. We'll link to all of that in the show notes. Thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I hope you have enjoyed our conversation today. Remember, there will be show notes and links. You can find links to show notes from our Twitter page. Our Twitter handle is Safe Travels FM. I have a small favor to ask. This is a new show, and so far feedback has been great, but we could use a good boost. There are a lot of ways that you can help. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. You can rate us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it with friends. You can share it to social media. All of these things would help. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again. Safe travels.